We are so glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much in you and through you, and we would love to hear about it. Would you send us an email at shannon at hectorfirst.com to tell us your story? You can also go online and give to this ministry by going to hectorfirst.com and clicking the Give tab. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the message. So good to see you all in the house of the Lord today. Good to have some visitors with us this morning. I'm not going to go start naming names because I will mess up and forget somebody. And there's nothing like feeling left out. So look at the person on your right and tell them it's good to see you at church. Now look at the person on your, what side did I say? The other side, whatever side, the other side. And tell them you sure look good. Sitting by me today. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Can y'all believe it's Thanksgiving? It is Thanksgiving this week. Can y'all believe the Razorbacks won last night? They put the whoop on them. And uh, the even... Man, Hector this week put the whoop on everybody they played, too. It's a good week. God's good, amen? He is good. He is good. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to the book of Psalms. We're going to read two verses, two verses. You may know them. We're in Psalm 105 and 106, the first verse in each of those chapters. <clears throat> Psalm 102, or 105 and 106. We're going to, to talk today about, um, about gratitude, the lost art of gratitude. You may be saying, Pastor, I haven't lost anything. Maybe not, but we've, got, we've all got something to learn. We all have something to look at, to look back on, and how many of you, you look up here today and you see, man, this, this is kind of overwhelming, right? It's kind of overwhelming. There's 200 boxes uh, that, are, that are put together, setting up here that International Paper blessed us with. Thank you, Brother Eddie, for bringing them. We've got mac and cheese, mashed potatoes. We've got stuffing and gravy and bread and green beans and corn and yams and cranberry sauce. We've got chickens that are be donated by Tyson Foods that we're going to pick up in the morning. Thanks to Tasha and uh, Scott for helping us out with that. This is all you're doing. But there's a time in our lives when we we, we, we need to remember. We need to remember. We have to remember. We have to remember. You say, well, Pastor, there's things in my life I don't want to remember. I, I get that. But remembering those things, remembering our past, it reminds us of how we got to where we are today. 
Psalm 105 and 106, it says, verse 1 in each chapter, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Does anybody give thanks to the Lord today? It says, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. 106, verse 1 says, praise the Lord. Here we go again. Oh, give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. That means there's not an end. It goes on and on forever. Father, in your son's name, Jesus, we say thank you for your word. We say thank you, Father, for everything that you have done for us up to this point in our life. And Lord, we're going to thank you in advance for what you're going to do in our future. We've been through hard things. We may face hard things, but Lord, we are still thankful for you. We're thankful that you sent your son Jesus as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins so we could have eternal life. We are thankful for you, oh God. And today, help us be thankful for everything. Thankful for your word. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. We've been talking about gratitude, the lost art of gratitude. Remember a couple of weeks ago, James 1.17 says, every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. So every good thing comes from him, right? Are you with me? Look, we got a lot to do this morning before we get out here. So y'all, the better y'all help me out, the faster we'll go, okay? We also talked about how tithe is not a debt you owe, but a seed that you sow. That when we look at it through the wrong lens, we, we get it all warped. We get it all bent out of shape, and it just irritates us that the, that the preacher wants your tithe. No, the preacher don't want your tithe. I'm not preaching about tithes. I'm not preaching about offerings. I, we use your offerings, we use your tithe to be able to do things like this that reaches the lost. I don't want your money. I want to reach more people for the cause of Christ, to spread the gospel, to spread the good news. To have a heart of gratitude, you have to live with an open-hand mentality. What happens when you start doing this? As a kid, what happens? They get a piece of candy, right? It's mine, right? It's mine. You can't have any. You cannot have what I've got in my hand. But when we have an open hand, if I take that and I eat that or I give it away, then what happens is it's just there automatically, I mean, just miraculously, there's something else that gets placed in that spot. Whether it's from God, whether it's from your mom, your dad, or whether whatever, this is the way the Lord works. We don't give to get, but that's just the way it works, right? When you are a blessing, you are blessed. Anybody like to be blessed? Anybody like to be a blessing? All right, y'all are with me. I like it. 
But on the other hand, I know that there's some that have been hurt by the church. Let's just be honest. There's nothing worse than church hurt. Christians say the meanest things. They do. There's nothing worse than church hurt. But we cannot allow that to rob us from a heart of gratitude. Because that person or that group or whatever that has hurt you, it wasn't Christ that hurt you. It wasn't God that hurt you. It was humans. And people say mean things. People do mean things. But I'm not going to allow anything to rob me from a heart of gratitude. And that's my prayer for you. Lord, all I have is yours. The people of the Old Testament understood that remembering what God has done brings gratitude. Remembering. People write songs to remind themselves and us about blessings. We sing an old song or we sang an old song. I haven't sang it in a long time, but Ghost Country, you probably already got it in your mind. I'm fixing to sing. Y'all get ready. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. Remembering. Remembering what God has done. See, we can't forget everything that he's done for us. We are blessed because of him. We are blessed and we remember everything that he has done. Counting blessings. It means taking, taking time to reflect and number the things that God has done, all the good things in your life. From this, counting comes remembering what you can be thankful for. Remember. Remember, last, a couple of weeks ago, we, goodness brings gratitude. You still with me? Goodness brings gratitude. You can't be sour and be grateful. You can't be judgmental and be grateful. You can't be mean and be grateful. You can't be selfish and be grateful. Goodness brings gratefulness, brings gratitude. A couple of weeks ago, I ran across this. We shared, I shared it on the, we shared it on the podcast, but I want you to think about this this morning. Have you ever thought where you came from? I mean, I know the ancestry, the 23, all that stuff is, is out there. It's easy to figure it out. I, I, I love, I have love. I, I can't remember. I was going to put it in here, but that's not the point this morning. But I love to know where I come from. I want to know where I've come. I want to know how I arrived here and Hector, but I want you to think about this. I want you to think about how you came into existence. In order for you to be born, you needed two parents, four grandparents, eight great-grandparents, 
16 great-great-grandparents, 32 third great-grandparents, 64 fourth great-grandparents, 128 fifth uh, great-grandparents, 256 sixth great-grandparents, 512 seventh great-grandparents, uh, 1,024 eighth grandparents, 2,048 ninth great-grandparents. For you to be born today, from the previous 12 generations, you would need a total of 4,094 ancestors over the last 400 years. Think about this. How many struggles? How many battles? How many difficulties? How much sadness? How much happiness? How many love stories? How many expressions of hope for the future did your ancestors have to undergo for you to exist in the world today? That should bring you to a whole other view or a whole other thought of gratefulness. You say, the word says, before you were even created, he thought of you. The foundations of the world, before they were even formed, he thought of you. Earthly flesh, you think about every, every person, every part of the family of me that got me into this world today. I think about the stories. Look, as far as I can go back is my grandparents. Brother and Sister Bull, that's the only grandparents I have left. What stories I can remember now is what I get from sitting around them right now. But look, everything that I'm going through right now, my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids, all those generations that are coming up behind me, their, their, their lives are depending on how I am living in this world. Am I grateful? Am I good? Do they know about God? Do they know about Jesus? Do they know? The psalmist says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. In 105, it says, and make known his deeds. What does that mean? That means tell the world about him. Tell the world what he's done for you. Tell the world your testimony. The Hebrew word for thankful also means praise. Without even always thinking about it, we tend to praise those we are thankful for. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the speech, the, the awards acceptance speech. I want to thank, thank everybody, right? I want to thank all my family. I want to thank my wife. I want to thank my kids. I want to thank my church. I, I, and I want to thank God, right? We go through this list of all these things that we're thankful for because that's just what we do. But throughout the Old Testament, praise for God was expressed by listing his attributes or listing the things that he's done. In reflecting on, on 105, Psalms 105 and 106, this professor says, when the people of God reflect on him and what he's done, they tend to list things like power, 
holiness, we sang about that this morning, glory, worthy, all these things, his perfections and his mighty acts are so closely interrelated. There's no separation between praise and thanksgiving. It's the same. You cannot be thankful without praising. You cannot praise without being thankful. If the Old Testament, it understands the importance of memory, it understands the importance of thankfulness and relationship. We can go back to Deuteronomy, Moses, and some of the things that he, he gives out. But in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 9, I want to read it to you out of the New Living Translation. It says, but watch out. Be careful never to forget what you have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. This may be a bad example, but this is something that I will never forget. Think about these boxes that we're going to pack. Think about every box of mac and cheese that's going to be put in a box. And then it's going to go from there. It's going to go to a home. It's going to sit on the stove. It's going to get the water boiled. The noodles are going to get put in. Once it's done, then they put that pack of cheese mixed, which ain't real. And they mix it up, and they set it along with everything else. They set it on the table, and they are thankful for something that is set before them. And if I never forget, what about these people? What about them? What about those that never forget the day that they got to sit and eat this food? Being thankful. If Moses said, and be sure to pass it along to your kids and your grandkids, it's important that you remind your family of the things that God has done in your life. Deuteronomy 8, 8 and verse 2, Moses also says, Remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you. He leads your steps everywhere that you go. God leading you. But the Hebrew children, just like us, we have a tendency to forget. Sometimes I have trouble remembering what I did yesterday. You ever leave one place and you have something in your mind and you're going somewhere and you get to that place and you think, what did I, what was I coming in here for? And then you have to, you know, you, they have that thing where they say, well, if you just backtrack your place and you get to where you was and it may, that never works for me. The Hebrew children, they forgot. We have a tendency to forget. The center of their remembrance was to be thankful, which would bring praise, which would strengthen their relationship. Listen to me this morning. When you forget to be thankful, you're more likely to wander away from your walk with the Lord. Why? Because you've forgotten all that he's done for you up to this point. Remembering who God is and what he has done brings 
gratitude. To fully trust and obey God, even in the most difficult times of your life, those are the times when you remember what he done before. If he saw me through that, then he'll see me through this. If my relationship with God got me through that hard time, then what I'm going through right now, he'll get me through this. Having a heart of, of, of gratitude, having a heart of thankfulness, having a heart for God, even when there's sickness, even when there's financial struggle, even when any other calamity in your life that comes from living in a broken world because we are living in a messed up world, we can remember all that he's done. We can remember what he's done. We can remember everything that he done for us previously, remembering the open hand mentality. There's everybody's got testimonies, or you know, you may have a story of what you know. You 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 give it to God, and God just does something miraculous. When I think of this, when I think of all the other things that we do for our community, what we do for each other, what we do as a church. A church that is blessed is going to have an open hand mentality. But a church that does this is not blessed. It's not. It's mine. This is the way God intended for it to be. He gave his son so each of us could have eternal life. He didn't say, this is my son. Don't touch him. This is my son. You Roman soldiers, you can't lay a hand on him. This is my son. Hector First Assembly is not going to be touched by anything against them. This is my son. This is my family. These are my people. What we do, what we are able to do as a church, it's because of your giving. It's because of your gratitude. It's because of a heart of gratitude that you have. But it's hard sometimes, right? I can't afford to. I can't afford to give. I can't afford to do that. This, understand this, this is not your tithe. Tithe don't touch this. This is your offering. Tithe, it's not a debt, it's a seed. This is above the seed. This is more seed. This is more. This is more than you could possibly even imagine. 
testimonies are awesome. I love to hear testimony. If you have a testimony, we need to hear it. It needs to be told. But I love testimonies that have a powerful impact. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about being, you know, when COVID hit and, and the world shut down, and we were already in a place where we could, we, we had the cameras, we had the sound, we had everything in place where we could automatically just go right into online services, and there were places that weren't ready, and everybody was scrambling, and then you couldn't buy anything because everybody was buying it up, but we were ready, we were set. It's because of your offerings, because of your giving, we were already there. I know there was touchy subjects about, well, we shouldn't be online or whatever. Hey, when we came back, I didn't want people in the world to see me preach on Facebook. I didn't. Look what happened. And it happens every week. Because there are people out there waiting on hope. If you think that it's not happening, it is happening. Receive this testimony. I'm going to read this testimony. This is because of your, this isn't me. This isn't our church. This is all of us. This is what we do. This is what we are allowed to do because of your giving, because of your heart gratitude. This testimony says, I grew up in church, but I can never consider myself a true follower of Christ. A while ago, I had basically given up on God. I didn't think that he could love someone like me, someone who messed up constantly. I lived in sin. I considered myself to be an atheist. I didn't believe anymore. I stopped going to church and started down the wrong path. It was miserable. But I didn't think I could ever go back. I was too far gone. I've messed up way too much. Why would God want me now? I thought this is how the rest of my life would be. But that's when God stepped in. One evening, I watched one of Pastor Shannon's sermons that popped up on my news feed. That just sounds so weird. That popped up on my news feed. It, and it just really hit home. Everything he was speaking on went right along with what I was feeling. That night, I gave my life to Christ. And for a while, I thought that was going to be easy. But it was probably one of the hardest things I'd ever done. Letting go of the past was hard. It was supposed it was all I was used to, and it didn't, and I didn't like change. Once again, once I started slowly letting go of the things holding me back, I felt more joy and happiness than ever. I've made some amazing friends on this new journey that have helped me do along, that have helped me along, and I will forever be grateful that God allowed our paths to cross. Since I've given my life to Christ, I have felt like a whole new person. God is still working in in me, and I can't 
wait to see what he has in store for my future. I am truly blessed with all that he has done for me. An open hand mentality. Because of your giving, lives are changed. Because we put our Sunday services on Facebook and YouTube. Lives are changed. Because you come to church and people see you come to church, lives are changed. Lives are changed because when that bucket goes by in front of you, you put what the Lord has blessed you with in that for a blessing. Because lives will be changed. You bought a box of, of mac and cheese. You bought cans of green bean, corn, whatever. You bought a box of something so lives can be changed. This is not just, well, we do this for fun. This is a lot of work. Putting these boxes together is not easy. Even going back to my Tyson days, still not easy. I don't do it for any other reason other than to be the voice, the hands, and the feet of God. I want to be a blessing. I want our church to be a blessing. This is not just about me or us. It's about him. We do what we do here at HFA because of testimonies like this. Lives changed forever because of your gratitude. Don't let situations or people rob you from your blessing. Because we allow that sometimes. We allow that. Because if, even, if, even if this box that I hold right here, even if, even if I don't put food in there, this is, this is me. This is a representation of me. And what I choose to put in this box, I'm giving it. In, in reality, I'm giving it. I'm giving it. Somebody's taking something out of this every time. Yeah. So if I'm putting in bitterness... If I'm putting in hate, if I'm putting in selfishness, as I'm putting in, I'm not reading my Bible, I'm not, I don't, I'm not spending time in prayer, whatever I'm putting in here is what I'm giving to everybody. So if Susan takes this box and I've just had a bad attitude all day, guess what? Things aren't going to be good at home. And if I take this box and I give it to my friend Lakin, and I've just been I've just been ill and mean all day, how is she going to think that I feel about her? She's going to think I'm just ill and mean. And if I if I give this box to Jared and and I and what I've been doing all day, see if I've been reading my Bible. If I've been praying, 
And if I've been thinking about him or his family, if I've been doing all these things because I truly love this guy, then when I get around him and he sees what's in my box, how is he going to receive it? He's going to know I love him. He's going to know that I think about him. When we fill these boxes with food, people are going to know how it's being given. You say, Pastor, that's just silly. No, it's not. If we are a church that truly loves people, then the world knows that we love them. If the world truly knows that I love everyone, last year when everybody came to that parking lot, I prayed with every car that came through that parking lot. I asked them, do you have anything, do you have any special requests? If they didn't have a request, they didn't have anything going on, I prayed with them anyways. But they open up because they're in a bad place and they need to know that someone is loving them and caring for them. When they pull up to the porch and they pop their trunk or their hatch or the tailgate or whatever, and this box is placed in that vehicle We've prayed over that. We've prayed over every can, every box, every vessel, and that the Spirit of God will go with them and bless them. Having a heart of gratitude it brings praise. It brings thankfulness. It brings blessing. And that's what we are. HFA is a place of gratitude, of thankfulness. Us sitting here this morning, we're going to have food on our table Thanksgiving. We're probably going to be around family. We've got, the lot, we've got a lot to be thankful for. There are those in our community that don't. And we can put a dent in some of it with one of these. So today, this morning, people have asked, what are, why, why are we doing this? Why is this all in here? We're going to do this this way. Because we're in an attitude of worship. We're in an attitude in the presence of God. We're going to pray over these. And we're going to pack them. One, because there's more of you here right now. I don't want to rob you of your blessing. I want you to stand all over this place this morning. 
I want to pray with you this morning. I want to pray for you. We're going to pray over these boxes. And then I'll give you some, some direction. Heads would bowed and eyes are closed real quick this morning. Are you here this morning? You say, Pastor, everything you're talking about are some things that I'm dealing with, I need help with. You say, would you pray for me? Maybe you're, maybe you're here this morning, you don't have a relationship with God. And today you want to make that change. Any of anything, if you need prayer for anything, would you slip your hand up and right back down? Amen. Hands going up all over this place. Yes, there's hands. Anybody else this morning? Yes, hands. Reach over and take a hand of the person beside you this morning or put your hand on their shoulder or whatever you feel comfortable doing. Can we just pray for each other? There are many needs. I know many of these needs. There are some that I don't. Can we pray for each other this morning and then we're going to and then we're going to pray over these boxes this morning. Father, I pray for every hand that was lifted this morning, every situation, God. Whatever it may be, Lord, you are in control. You are in control, and so, Lord, we give it to you. I pray healing over these lives, salvation to come, moving of your spirit to flow and bring resolution situations, resolve peace and comfort and joy to your place. Lord, touch every life today. Father, we pray for these boxes this morning. Every food item that goes in the box, may your blessings overflow. May it touch these families in an amazing way. Lord, we don't do this for recognition. We're not doing this to, to puff ourselves up and look at what we do, look at how we can do. And It's not about that at all. It's simple and very easy to understand. It's what we can do to bring the light of Christ into a home. Every box is going to represent a family. And may your family grow because of this.